Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hi, this is Chris Tannehill. Uh, if you'd been with us before, we'd already covered steps one through five. And uh, from here on out, we're going to cover steps six through 12. So if you want to get them in order, they're right behind you there. But if not, uh, join us. Uh, I'll tell you what, here's where we're at, folks. We've, uh, we've managed to uh, admit to God, to ourselves, and another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. We now have a list. We have a list of stuff we've just told somebody. We're starting to see the patterns in our behavior. Uh, what else has happened is we've maybe gotten even a little bit of relief from telling one person our whole story. Um, but that's the problem. We now have a list of crap. And it's emotional. And it's sitting there. And it's not doing anything. We have to do something with this and to help us get beyond this. Uh, and I was always surprised. In the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I'll pick on them, there's like a paragraph and a half on steps six and seven. Although... Step six and seven were probably the ugliest steps I ever ran into in my life. You would think it would be inventory or you think it would be amends. No. Step, step six and seven, they, uh, they, they, to this day, they uh, get the hair in the back of my neck to stand up. Let's talk about that. Uh, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. So... Obviously, we've got a God in our life at this point, so we have no problem. And it says we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character, these deficits, these behaviors, these... And what's going on is we've got the list of behavior uh, by example in step five. Now we're starting to see why we do what we do. And what's going on is these defects, the opposite of assets... um, What's going on is these run our life. These fuel me. My defects fueled me, shortcomings, whatever you want to call them. They fueled my behavior. My fear of abandonment fueled this, 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 and I act like this, and it's terrible, and eventually I drink. Wow, drinking is at the end. It's this defect, and I'll just keep calling it defect. We'll stick with the uh, we'll stick with the uh, nor- nomenclature here with <laughs> that we're using. Uh, so, um, it says we're entirely ready to have God remove these. It doesn't say uh, I was entirely ready to remove all these defects of character on my own. This is something we're asking God to do. You know what that means? It means uh, God might not. God might not remove these. And then I noticed, hey, there's uh, a seven. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Oh, wow, shortcomings? No, no, those are defects. Defects are shortcomings. Okay, there you go. Same thing. What's going on is... With a lot of these steps, it's like, okay, came to believe, then made a decision. Made a searching and fearless moral, then admitted to. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Now, humbly asked him to. It's like, we prepare, then we do. We prepare, then we do. So, um, I love the fact that says we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Because some of these defects defined who I was, who I am. And if you ask me who Chris was, you need those to be there for Chris to exist. So, what ends up happening is... I wasn't entirely ready to have them all removed. So guess what? I didn't get to move to step seven, which I thought was, hey, we're going to breeze through these in 10 seconds. No, here's your defects of character as outlined from your fifth step. Look at all of these. Are you ready to give these up? Uh, No. Then there's others that I was like, please, I don't want this. I don't want this reaction, this behavior. I do not want this. God, please take this here. It's yours. And it goes nowhere. Then I had a death grip on a couple of these things, which, like I said, I felt they defined me. I've got a death grip. I've got my hand wrapped around the defect. I'm going to secretly keep it to myself and not give it away. And, like, smoke through my fingers. 
the minute I asked for a little uh, divine backup, uh, gone, gone. And you know what? Some of this, some of this has been daily me asking for a little backup there in that area. But again, these defects—they're who I am. Uh, they're not as chronic anymore, but they're still there. I can't change my spots. So what's going on is the uh, what defines me. It's still part of me, but it doesn't run my life anymore. It's not doesn't have a grip on me. Uh, doesn't dictate how I feel, but more importantly, doesn't dictate how I act. So we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. I wrote all those things down. I was like, wow, I got to give up a big chunk of Chris here. I was mourning some of that, you know, and there's simple little things that I used to use. They were like talents, but they're actually defects. They actually do harm to me or others. So I get to step, so get to seven. I'm finally ready. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and I'm going to be open-minded and I'm going to put them all out there. I didn't realize that Chris has assets. I didn't realize that that's what would be left. I didn't realize that there would be a good version. I thought there would be nothing left of me. So I get to seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. So I was like, all right, hey, back to, I don't remove my shortcomings. I have to ask a higher power to do that. I have to ask God to do that because what's going on is, um, again, back to the leopard trying to change his spots. I can't do this on my own. And what's amazing is I hear people saying, oh, I'm working on step six and seven. It's like, no, you're not. God is. If you're doing it correctly, God's working on these. You're not. But you're open to this and you want to change it. So, so much of this, like I said, this is about the behavior and how these men wrote these steps like three years sober or less, you know, 75 years ago, whenever. It's just, this is astounding. It had to be. had to be divinely influenced because at three years, like I said, I was still realizing that there's other people in the rooms with me. Um, but anyway, so we've done six. We've done seven now. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. And that hurt. That hurt. But then, uh, the, and again, the steps are in order. Next thing up. Step eight. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. First time I heard a young man read that, it was the first time he had ever read that. And once he got to make amends to them, why, what the hell is this? And when the whole room started to laugh, but I realized that's how I felt. Made a list of all persons I had harmed. Well, the list, I could pull most of that list off of step five and became willing. Again, here I am becoming willing to do something. Became willing to make amends to them all. I wrote down that list of people and I thought, okay, here's four I'm never going to apologize to. Guess what? I don't get to move beyond that until I become willing to do that. If they show up in front of me, I'm going to become willing. And I thought, all right, all right, let me see if I can make it there. Well, there's also people on there that I don't care. Not that, oh, I don't care if they breathe. I hate them. No, no, I don't even hate them. I don't care. I don't care if they breathe. I don't care if they win the lottery. I don't care if they lose the lottery. I don't care if they win the Nobel Prize. I don't care about their existence. And I thought, okay, that's a ruthless little party of Chris. What are you going to do with that? I just don't care. Well, so I approached my sponsor. I said, I don't care about the result of this with this person. He says, well, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna become willing to make amends to them too. And I said, what for? It's not going to do me any good. And he goes, it's not always for you. And I was like, wow. I said, so we make amends? He goes, yeah, sometimes it's for the other person so that they can move on. And by doing that, you might forgive yourself for something else behind you that you couldn't let go of that maybe, you know, you were working on or God's working on. He says, you don't understand. This is a process, and it's not about you. I was like, wow. Okay, so I'm going to, as we all say, keep my side of the street clean. So I made a list of all these people, and I got to the point of willingness. All right, 
guess what? Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ooh, I love the, you know, except when to do so would injure them or others, because, hey, that, that's my out. No matter what I'm going to do, I'm going to injure them somehow. It's like, no, no, no. You know, if, uh, say, you'd had a, say, you'd had an affair with somebody's wife or, you know, and she's trying to repair the relationship, and it was years ago, and it was your friend, and it's like, the idea of going back and announcing to him, hey, guess what? I had an affair with your wife back then. I'll tell you what, that does harm to her and him. And uh, you know what? That that's There's other ways to make amends for that. And that's demonstrated and shown to us. So um, be careful. Don't do this without help. Figure out what uh, injure them or others means. But let's just leave that out for now. Let's just direct amends to such people wherever possible. Uh, I got a list of people. I contacted some. Some came out of the woodwork. Didn't invite them. Swear to God, it sounds silly, but I think God sent them. Like five or six of them just called me up within two weeks. Hey, Chris, what are you doing? Wow, I haven't talked to you in 10 years. Hey, Chris, what are you doing? Wow, I haven't talked to you in 12 years. Hey, Chris, what are you doing? I thought, you know what? This this is getting ridiculous. What I did was I made amends to each and every one of these people. You know what that is? That is not a drive-by amends. Roll down the window and go, hey, sorry. Sorry about that. No, no, I sit down. I sit down with them, and I sit them across from me and say, here, I want to talk about what I have done to you, and only what I have done to you. I don't care if they've wronged me, and I had others that had wronged me in my mind. Let's just put it that way. Guess what? We're not going to talk about that. I sat across from them and said, here's what I have done to you, and number one, this is never going to happen again. Number two, I'm trying to change my life, so this doesn't happen again, guaranteed. Obviously, I'm sorry for my actions, but that's not the point of this. The point of this is how can I make this right? And when you amend something, you amend, say, the Constitution. That doesn't say, oh, I go and apologize for the Constitution. No, it means I change it. So we're making amends and we're showing and demonstrating to these people we've changed or we're trying to change. And we don't need their forgiveness, but we need this to be a clean slate. So we sit them in and we tell them what we've done and ask how to make it right. And if they say, hey, Chris, and I go, yeah, and they go, get out of my life. And I say, okay, I've done my part. That's it. I've had other people say, hey, and I've done some heinous things to some people where I'm like, I don't, I don't know how they will ever forgive me in three lifetimes. Those same people saying, hey, Chris. I'm like, yeah. And they go, you know what? I'm just happy you're taking care of yourself. God, good work. I love you. I'm, I'm floored. I'm floored by my experiences there. But the point of the amends is obviously to clean the slate. So, well, so I can move on. So I'm not, when I'm walking around in public, looking around, trying to see who I can see because I'm afraid to look up because I might see somebody uh, who <laughs> I don't want to have an encounter with. Um, but what's gone on is I've made amends. I feel better. These people get to move on. Clean slate. There's something to be said, I guess, you know, uh, for, we'll back up to five, confession. There's something to be said for amends. There's something to be said for making things better. Um, say we've done that. There we go. And we can, we can hustle through these last three, not too fast, but uh, step 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. That's kind of a condensed version of everything else. That's you continuing to do this program. Continue to take personal inventory, so I keep doing my inventory. And it says, and when we were wrong. It doesn't say if we were wrong. It says when. That guarantees we're going to be wrong, folks. So guess what? Get ready for it. When you were wrong, when we were wrong, we promptly admit and do something about it. So that's us. That's us keeping up with this program and keeping our side of the street clean. There you go. Some days I forget to. It's happened, you know. But uh, it pays off to keep up. And like I said, you know what it's like. 
you clean your room a little bit every day as opposed to letting it just get turned into a horrid mess then at the end of the month clean it. Yeah, I'd rather clean it every day just a little bit. So, uh, number uh, Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. So I'm not going into this uh, amping up my prayer and meditation for me. Hey, God, I'd like this, I'd like that, I'd like this, I'd like that. You can ask for stuff for yourself all day. I wouldn't recommend it. But I'll tell you what, I've noticed that when I'm doing stuff for other people, obviously you got to give it away to keep it, right? We do stuff for other people. We stop putting ourselves first. We start to feel better. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. So whatever you're doing, try and increase it. Try and widen the scope. Try and broaden that. Try and go a little bit deeper. You know, nothing ill will come of this, you know. And it says praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Well, that kind of falls back into, uh, you know, decision to turn, you know, our lives over to the care of God as we understood him, our will in our lives. This is a continuation of our will in our life, you know, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Uh, There's nothing in there that's, you know, that's nothing in there that's going to make us a poor human being. This is just, this is, this is also the crux of it too. This is a spiritual experience, the point of all this, and I haven't said it yet, but the point of all this, and we'll get to 12 here, but it's a spiritual experience. The point somebody goes to treatment, the point that somebody goes into a meeting, the point of them is to have a spiritual experience. It's not for them to stop drinking. I don't know if you've ever noticed, though, but one of the requirements, you know, uh, for AA membership, you know, is a desire to stop drinking. It's not that we have stopped drinking. So point is, you don't have to stop anything to be a part of this. Let's go to step 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So again, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. So you did these steps. At this point, there should be uh, some type of spiritual awakening. could be of the educational variety. So what's going on is, uh, wow, I'm aware of God. Things have broadened. I feel better. My life's better. Because these 12 steps are a guide to living. They're not rules, okay? They're a guide to living. That's all, all right? It's not set in stone. It's not a new religion. It's not a cult. Guide to living. So having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, so I've changed. I've had a psychic upheaval. I've had a paradigm shift as a result of these steps. Now what do you do? Well, I tried to carry this message to alcoholics. It doesn't say you know, practicing alcoholics. I mean, we're alcoholics. There's people out there suffering who aren't drinking. And to practice these principles in all our affairs. And it says to practice these principles like practicing medicine. It's not mastered. And we're going to practice these and we're going to do this. No one's going to do this perfectly. So again, the point of all of this, so you know, what's the point of the 12 steps? (laughs) It's to have a spiritual awakening. It's to have a paradigm shift. It's to change how you're living into a better, you know, format, form, and or morph into something God, God willing, that's all. Again, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, because I know too many people, hey, I've done step one, now I'm working on 12, you know? We're not messing with that. Do the steps, because what happened with me was something changed internally without my permission for the better, and I had never done them before. Wow, what a concept. Um, These things look scary. One through 12, these things look scary when you see them. 
the spot I am in the world right now, I'm grateful. I'm grateful because I get to go help other alcoholics. I'm not on a fierce hunt to figure out what is absolutely and abjectly wrong with Chris that threatens his life. This isn't hard. Staying sober daily is not like what you see on TV. Oh, I struggle every day. Let me let me pound the desk. I struggle every day to stay sober. This is so hard. Bullshit. I think it's the only time I've sworn on this. Bullshit. If you do this properly, it's not a struggle. Certain days will there will be a struggle. Certain days are difficult. Other days, no. No, this is not a struggle if you do this to work correctly. You know, so. <laughs> That's enough of my uh, opinion. And I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, uh, remember, this is about other people in their lives too. And uh, be good to each other, okay? Thank you.